Hi, my name is Dr. Mark Alandari, and I'm an infectious diseases specialist in New Orleans. Hi, my name is Hope Hickerson, and I'm a health education specialist and reporter. This is the Noise Filter Podcast, where an infectious diseases physician... That's me, and a health education expert... That's me. Talk about what you need to know to keep yourself and your loved ones healthy. For more information about Noise Filter, your public health podcast, and to watch and share our incredible informative animations, please visit us at noisefiltershow.com. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to us. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to Noise Filter. Today, Hope, uh, my co-host, could not be here. Instead, we have today probably the smartest and brightest person that I know, and that's my wife. Her name is Liana Elliott. Welcome to the show, Liana. Thank you for co-hosting. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. The understaffing of nursing home facilities and the impacts on residents' health and well-being. In this episode here, we will discuss a disturbing trend in the American nursing home industry. Now, according to a recent investigation by the USA Today, over 75% of more than 15,000 nursing homes in the U.S. had fewer nurses and assisted living aides in 2021 than recommended by Medicare's payment formula. However, regulators only cited a fraction of those facilities for being understaffed. There are several reasons why nursing homes may intentionally understaff their facilities, the primary of these being a desire to save money on one of the number of primary costs of running such a facility, and in this case, that of course is employment. Additionally, these centers often deal with chronic staffing issues because of the high turnover, given the relatively low pay rates and the incredibly demanding nature of these jobs. Whatever the reason, understaffing can have serious consequences for both residents and staff. Some nursing facilities may struggle to find and retain enough certified staff who are adequately trained and capable of providing the care that residents need. This can lead to a race to the bottom, where new staff are less likely to stay because of the challenges they experience and the incentives offered by other care facilities for new staff. Residents end up with inadequate service from partially trained staff who already have one foot out the door. Studies have been shown that the presence of enough nursing aides and nurses in nursing homes is the best predictor of a residents' chance of thriving in that facility. On the other hand, when the resident-to-staff member ratio increases out of control, abuse and neglect become more and more likely. Essentially, medical tasks may be forgotten, leading to missed doctor's appointments, unanswered calls, unchanged diapers, no showers, and untreated wounds. As a result of this neglect and abuse, nursing home residents may suffer psychological problems, physical illness, and even die. But understaffing can also have negative effects on the staff, causing them psychological problems and physical illnesses as well. President Biden had promised to set tougher standards for nursing home staffing, but it is already clear that the federal government does not enforce current existing guidelines. This leaves many nursing home residents vulnerable, especially those with limited mobility who rely on caregivers for their movement and physiological needs. We don't only need more regulations, we need more enforcement and more resources available for assisted living facilities. We often say on this show, society can be judged by how they take care of their most needy and vulnerable in relation to how we take care of our elderly, particularly those from limited means we are grossly, grossly failing. 
If you have a loved one in a nursing home and suspect that they are being neglected or abused, it is important to investigate further and to take action. The Elder Locator is a federal service sponsored by the Department of Health and Human Services. It connects seniors to housing, healthcare, and other government resources and also acts as a first place to start a report about potential elder neglect. You can learn more by calling the toll-free Elder and Nursing Home Abuse Complaint Hotline at one 800 677 1116. Again, that's 1-800-677-1116. It's, it's failure to take care of, of the vulnerable amongst us. It's failure to invest in the basic social infrastructure, medical infrastructure that's needed for just basic human dignity. It is, it is really so sad that somebody lives, you know, all their life, these, you know, beautiful decades of having family and working and whatever, to waste away on an understaffed nursing facility in an unchanged diaper without the respect and dignity they deserve is absolutely heartbreaking. And as these are privatized entities, the the idea of the government, which I think should be managing, regulating and working these things, that at least we would have the ability to hold individuals uh, to task or uh, certainly hold them responsible for failures. It only, you know, Leon and I, of course, live in Louisiana. And uh, during one of the major storms that came through about a year and a half ago, Hurricane Ida, there was a just over the top neglect of thousands of seniors uh, by this one individual, you know, who owned nursing homes from around the state. And just the gross lack of of dignity that was shown upon these individuals during uh, times when there was no air conditioning and the heat was over the top. The the backup plan that he had created wasn't really a backup plan at all. And it, it only in these times where it was so egregiously obvious that you could point your finger to it, that he is being held responsible. His license is being taken away. He's likely going to be charged with many, uh, uh, many charges, and and very likely going to spend some probably some time in prison. But this is uh, only a a drop in the ocean because what we really see, just like with many many other things, that is so unique to the American medical situation, is that it's all privatized and people can do whatever they want. Yes, there's regulations. There's not enough people out there because lawmakers are constantly trying to get rid of regulators. And when you get rid of regulators, what you're really getting rid of are people who are maintaining the rules. It's like getting rid of referees during a football game or a basketball game without a referee. Really, people can do whatever it is that they want. And in the end, they're all being motivated by profits. And that's what's driving this. It's keeping these wages so incredibly low that you're bringing a certain element to the table who can who will work for those wages. And unfortunately, those individuals, um, because of the type of work and the the demanding nature of the work, what we do see is high turnover because there is not the respect in terms of being able to pay people uh, salaries that are meaningful to keep them there. And it really is just another shame um, uh, and, and really a, another pox on the society of, of, of the U.S. Uh, system, healthcare system. You know what? You know, it's also even more nefarious that you're right. It is the people amongst us that are past the prime of working that are unable to contribute to capitalism and generate wealth and money. Right. Because part of me is like, well, why don't we just pay wages more? Right. Like and then we get more people that stick around. Oh, right. Because nobody's paying into the system. Why is nobody paying into the system? Because this is not a service that keeps people in the workforce. Right. 
like the American medical system is incredibly expensive. We pay a lot of people a lot of money to do a lot of things in the American medical system because it's keeping workers working. We're not paying that money into nursing homes because it's not keeping workers working. It's just a, a question of vulnerable and, and dignity and respect and just basic human rights. And we know how the American system treats those. 100%. And also, let's be clear, in other civilized uh, countries as well, the um, there's constant measures to try to keep people at home. Keeping people at home as much as possible, sending people to the house, really trying to maintain that dignity as people who are elderly um, as as they age. And, you know, that's something that 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 I think about uh, regularly. So um, just it's just another against another pox on the American healthcare system. Thanks for listening to Noise Filter, your public health podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Noise Filter podcast, follow us on social media, and leave us a review letting us know your favorite part of the show. You can find me, Hope Hickerson, at hopehickerson.com. And you can find me at Dr. Mark Allen Derry or at the Dr. Derry. That's D-R-D-E-R-Y. To see and share our amazing animations and find out more information about us, the show, as well as links to our social media, go to noisefiltershow.com. We are grateful to our sponsors, including Access Health Louisiana and the End the Epidemic Initiative, who are working to bring equitable health outcomes to everyone they serve. Hope, any last words? Stay well out there, folks, and continue taking steps to keep yourself and your loved ones healthy. That includes exercise, a good diet, getting adequate sleep, and seeing your healthcare providers regularly. And protect yourself and others by getting the COVID-19 vaccine and booster, wearing a mask, and social distancing wherever possible. Remember, health is a human right. <laughs>